everybody. Welcome to Midnight Radio. I am your host, Jerry Adams. I am so glad that you're here with me right now. Let's get into it, shall we? Got some more information about the Delphi murders case. We're going to talk about the latest trend in lucid dreaming. Apparently all hell breaks loose. If you ask the characters in your dreams what the exact time and date is, it's causing some kind of glitch in the matrix. We're going to go into that. I still haven't told you the story about what's going on with my process of decaffeination. There's a lot, there's a lot to it. We're going to go over that. There's a few phenomenons I'm going to go on. Matter of fact, I think I might start a video series called phenomenon. There's one about Yi, the artist formerly known as Kanye West, I want to talk about. And on a more darker note, I've seen a lot of videos about computer AI making art. So completely computer-generated art, of course, the human sets of parameters, whether it's a story or a poem, a poem, you put that into it and it uses the internet And it generates from nothing art. And the art it makes is completely dark. Some people asked it to draw a picture of heaven. Some people asked it to draw pictures of hell. We're going to be talking about that later. If you want to watch, if you want to listen rather to this live, you can do that on www.midnightrad.il. That's our website. We're broadcasting live there right now. And also, of course, you can listen to the podcast later. We have video series on YouTube. Do hashtag Midnight Radio on YouTube. We're there somewhere. Or you can find the link to that on our website or the podcast. has a link to it on there. All right, let's get into the new information coming out about the Delphi murders. First of all, I want to know if you guys have seen the video. This is the one that Libby German took on her her phone of the man that that's appearing to them. He appears to them at the park that they're at and tells them to go down the hill. I tend to do get an FBI profile of this murderer of this case, not the murderer. And we're going to find out more in this case. We're going to find out more when he goes into court. He's been charged two counts of murder against both of the girls. He's, the judge gave him a bond. There's no way he'll be able to afford. So he's there. He pleaded absolutely not guilty, which means he's going to make them prove their case. That's what that means. So we're going to, I'm going to keep watching this. Um, So with this FBI profile, I'm going to get, it is for the type of murder that this man committed. And again, There's going to be specific things on there, right or wrong. Once we find out more information, we're probably going to be shocked about how true it is. So stay tuned for that. Um, Hopefully I'll get that within the next week or so. I'll post on my website. I'm going to do an article about this, about the Delphi murderer, murderer, this case, the Delphi murders. And this man specifically... Now, I do want you to know that this isn't the first time that the police have had somebody of interest. 
So there was another man. His name was Ron Logan. And I have an interview of the man here, and I have a, he was interviewed by the son, and they had him repeat the lines that were said by the man in Libby German's video down the hill. And they said that his voice was very similar to it. So I have an audio clip of this. I'm going to play it for you, and you can decide. But just know that this man was not the murderer. He died, and he was cleared. cleared. He wasn't even in the city when this happened. And he had proof of that. And he died in 2020 of COVID. So it's not the first time that someone's been charged with this, but we don't know all the evidence that they have, although we will go over some of what we do know that they have. I don't recognize the voice at all. Stephen asked Ron Logan to repeat those same chilling words. Listen. Down the hill. The newly revealed search warrant says Ron Logan's voice was not inconsistent with that of the person. And that's it. I'll put a link to all of this in the show notes so you can watch the video yourself. It wasn't, it was not inconsistent, but you know, it didn't, it didn't sound like it to me. Uh, this man also is skinnier by a bit than this person pictured in the video. I'm thinking that this murderer against, we're going to have more specific information or what do you call it? Theories or whatever you want to call it, and we get the profile from the the FBI profile, but I'm thinking that this man, well, I'll just leave it for the profile. All right, so also, I got an interview by, by the Indiana State Police Superintendent about this case. Let's see what he has to say. Uh, Doug, talk about um, one thing that you said you stood up there. This is Doug Carter. We weren't sure what kind of emotions you were going to feel today. Yeah. And talk about that. You pulled up and... Uh, well, I got up really early today, and, and I didn't really work all day yesterday, and in my mind about what was happening, and uh, I just decided to take the long way here. And I was going to get here early, and I decided not to, so it was about a two-cup trip, and I just disappeared into, into the, the rural areas of... of uh, Delphi from Delphi to my home and it was a bit surreal and then when I pulled into the parking lot it it was really surreal and it was just peaceful I just felt yeah weird I didn't expect that Mm. um you were visibly emotional up there can you talk about that I mean you've always said this was personal it is personal it's personal to all of us and to be able to participate and see um the, the raw emotion and to see the commitment and the dedication of not just from the state police, but from, I mean, the, the sheriff's office in this county has 12 deputies, I think. The, the from what he's saying to me, it seems like they believe it's over. They believe, they really believe that they have their man. So it's basically up to the state's attorney now to prosecute, to make sure that they present the evidence in the correct way that this murder is prosecuted. The city of Delphi is very small, but it's a wonderful, wonderful community. And just to see the level of commitment at a time when most people would have 
just walked away is very powerful to me as I as my career comes to an end. It's very powerful. Are you confident this is your guy? The judge signed the probable cause affidavit for the arrest of Richard Allen for two counts of murder. Yes. Do you think there are other people involved? I'm not going to go there. There's still speculation out there that um, investigators should still continue to look, even though he's passed away, at Ron Logan, where the bodies were found. We're going to keep doing what we've done until there's nothing left for us to do. We're going to keep doing it. I was looking back at my old notes from five notebooks. I have notebooks for five and a half years. So I was reading back um, on the time when you guys searched Mr. Logan's property and Kim Kim Riley, was it Kim's? And he was saying it was because some things didn't add up. Are we still looking at Mr. Logan as possibly involved? Everything at all. At all of it. We're looking at all of it. We said when this happened, we were going to start all over. So you never never cleared him, Mr. Logan? We haven't cleared anybody. Um, talk about the decision to keep the PC closed. Well, that's part of this entire process. This is not a typical, usual homicide investigation, but they all matter. But this one is, is different. And uh, Nick McClellan, the prosecutor here, has been a really good partner and made the decision to attempt to do that, and the judge agreed. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Can you talk about what brought you to Mr. Allen? No, I can't. Can you talk about if he's related to Kevin Klein in any way? I can talk about any of the facts associated with the case. Emily, I can't. The Patties um, confirmed to us that at one point Mr. Allen processed some photos for them at the local CVS and didn't didn't make them pay for them. They, they you know, there was a rumor out there and they said, yep, that, that happened. Did you know that happened? I didn't. You always said... I mean, gosh, in every press conference when you brought up the video and the audio and you addressed the killer several times and said, you know, if you're here, do we do we know if he was ever in any of those rooms when you talked? Are you going back and looking at video or trying to see? We're going to do everything we can possibly do. Um, the command center, that's long been closed, but are we going to reestablish a new command center? There's one there now. We've moved from the big facility back to the city building and now to another facility uh, in, uh, near the square in, in downtown Delphi. And so is that about to get even busier now? We'll give them any resource they want. I'm not going to get involved in the, in the, in the production of a process with, from an investigative standpoint, but there will be no questions as to why. If they ask for a resource, they'll get it. Who's the lead investigator, though, on this? Is it Carroll County? Is it you guys? Is yes. it... Yes, it's a task force. We've been in a task force from the very beginning. This is a, this this event happened in the, in Carroll County, of course, but we've been unified since the very beginning, and we'll maintain that. FBI too. Are they still involved? FBI and all federal agencies are continue to be available to us. How many and over these past five and a half years, where I was trying to find out overall how many tips before today had come in? Was it, it was like oh, tens of thousands oh, or seventy thousand ish? I should have gotten that this morning. I've said that a couple different times, right. but I, I think we're in somewhere around 70000 or just above that. How about the reward? What, what was that up to? Yeah, uh, I think it was three hundred and forty or 350000 I think, and we'll work through all those details as time goes on. And to, to have come to Mr. Allen, has, is anyone um, in line to get any of that reward? Is there okay. We're going to continue to work through those details. Okay, so in other words, you can't say... Um, Anything else that you want to add? You, I was reading last night in an interview, you said, you know, this is the first time in a case that you could recall that you had audio, video yeah. of the of the person you thought was responsible. Do you think Mr. Allen is the man on that bridge? The judge signed a probable cause affidavit for the arrest of him. I can't wait to tell the story. 
but today's not the day. When do you think you can tell that story? We're going to let the courts decide. In other words, let them decide when they can release that PC. Well, and then even then, remember, even then, when the PC is released, uh, due process is still a piece of all this puzzle. And this isn't over until it's over. And that's where the conviction um, of him. You said in the, when I interviewed the five-year anniversary, when we, when we finally charge someone, that's when the real work is going to begin, that basically you have to start all over, essentially? That's what, that's just what they'll do. I can't think of a case in my lifetime and in, in, in a long, long career that that um, had that much information, that much data associated with one case. So the right thing to do is to go back to every one of them. And you go back through all the tips you've gotten. exactly what they'll do. Every single one since day one. Yeah. And, and maybe you've already answered this. Do we know if you ever interviewed Mr. Allen in the past? I'm not going to talk about Mr. Allen. Um, we've gotten several calls this week, um, well, since this broke, that, hey, what about the little girls in Flora? Um, are you still working on that case? You know, I wasn't going to say this today. I've said it to a couple of, n- of networks, but when I took the long way here today, I stopped in Flora. And uh, there's a gravel lot across from that house where those four little girls died. And I, I, I said to myself, I hope that one day we're doing the same thing for them. Still alive and well. Anything else you want to add? All right. So for those of you who don't know about the Delphi murders, let me go ahead and recap what happened. The two girls that were found dead were found dead on Ron Logan's actual property. That's the first audio clip I I played for you. And that's the man that was, um, that's the man that was, originally under suspicion and he's the one that said the line go down the hill for the sun they searched his property after they found the girls so what happened Libby, 14, and Abigail Williams, 13, that was Libby, German, that were found dead after being reported missing in Delphi, Indiana, in February 2017. A Snapchat recording taken by the girls captured the image and voice of a stranger. The teens went on a hike along the Monon Bridge Highway Trail on February 13th, and their bodies were found in the woods the following day on the property of Mr. Logan who is now deceased. Let's see. New information came up. They finally arrested Richard Allen. They suspect him of murdering the girls. He's a 50-year-old married man of two and a CVS technician. He was taken into custody last Friday in charge with two counts of murder for the mysterious slayings in Delphi. The girls' bodies were near a hiking trail on February 14, 2017, a day after they went missing while going for a walk during a day off from school. Horrific story. I got 
this clip for you. It's about a bar owner who knew Mr. Allen. And then I have a clip from the grandparents of the murdered girls. Police making an arrest in connection to the 2017 murders of two teenage girls in the woods of northern Indiana. Here's Fox's Alexis McAdams. A major breakthrough in the Delphi double murder investigation. Two teen girls killed out in the woods outside of the small town in northern Indiana more than five years ago. Indiana State Police arrested a local man for the murders, 50-year-old Richard Allen. Allen is suspected of killing 14-year-old Libby German and 13-year-old Abby Williams. I am proud to report to you that today, the superintendent Doug actually Carter. last Friday, was the day. And an arrest has been made. Abby and Libby were killed while out on a hike in February of 2017. Their bodies found the next day. Before the girls were killed, they left behind several clues for police, including a picture of the suspect and even a recording of his voice telling the girls to go down the hill. According to court documents, the killer may have staged the bodies and taken an item from the scene. As for what they found linked to this suspect, that is sealed. The item was one of the girls' far from piece complete, of clothing. And we will not jeopardize its integrity by releasing or discussing documents or information before the appropriate time. The families are still processing this news, grateful for some closure in this case. I don't know. It was very uh, bittersweet, you know. Like I said, we all, it was kind of a strange, strange feeling. Allen pleaded not guilty, but he's being held without bond. He'll be back in court in January. Reporting in Delphi, Indiana, I'm Alexis McAdams, Fox News. Okay, then he was held without bond. I got information that was like $13 million or something. But again, there's different, different news all over the place. Horrifying that people do this. So this is a man, 50 years old, father of two, still married, works at CVS as a technician. Everybody says he was fine and upstanding citizen. Everybody loved him. Okay, so let's say we don't know for sure that this man absolutely did it. Has he done anything like this before? What makes somebody, this isn't a serial killer. This is somebody who just started. Is this their first serial killing? What makes somebody wake up, eat their oatmeal, say, today's the day? I think we're going to get a lot from the profile. But I've, I've noticed, and you know what? These murders are happening. The profile's changed, actually. I've, I've heard about this recently. The profile's changed. It used to be young men between what 20 and uh, 40 but it's gone up to older men so that is something of note lately yeah we got more information coming up on this speaking about cvs i have a statement from cvs let me find that right here let's see what that says not much as members of the Carroll County community, we remain devastated by these murders and our hearts go out to the German and Williams families. We are shocked 
and saddened to learn that a store employee who is no longer employed by CVS was arrested as a suspect in these crimes. We stand ready to cooperate with the police investigation in any way we can. It's from CVS, and uh, really, what else can they say? I have this. This is from information about uh, 2015, and this is important. It seems small, but it is very important. Very important. As far as personality profiling would go. The Carroll County Sheriff's Office confirmed that deputies were sent to Delphi murder suspects Richard Allen's home in 2015 for a domestic incident. The Sheriff's Office was dispatched just after 3.30 in the morning on June 18, 2015. According to records obtained... The sheriff said Allen was allegedly drunk and his wife took him to Lafayette Area Hospital for a, medica- for a medical evaluation because of his extreme intoxication. The sheriff said no law enforcement action was involved other than responding to keep the peace. Richard Allen Grew up in a small town of Mexico, about 30 miles from Delphi. Several people who knew him said all of them told us they never would have suspected him. People change over the years, and I haven't seen Ricky for a long time, said David Yoder. Yoder lived across the street from Allen when he lived in Mexico and grew up with his dad. He was an all-around good, normal, everyday family man, Yoder said. There's nothing out of the ordinary about him. Yoder said he lived in the home with his wife and daughter before moving to Delphi in 20. Uh, 2006. But after heading, but after hearing Allen was arrested and charged with killing Abby Williams and Libby German, he's now questioning if he really knew him. I would never have thought living across the road from him that there was anything that's where I would have sent my kids if there'd been any trouble, Yoder said. It's just hard to believe because he's a heck of a nice guy, always has been. So I ask you, was this evil lurking in his heart, or did he do things? Was he involved in pornography? Was his marriage falling apart? So he starts extreme alcoholism, and his, him and his wife are on different working schedules. So then one day, all these things adding up, he decides to satisfy... The sick fantasies he's been having. We're going to find out as this case unfurls. We're going to find out. Now, we're talking about sick fantasies. I got a, I got a clip here from the grandparents. Let me pull up. Ah. Uh. Now to a story you'll only see here on News Nation. The last person to see Abby Williams and Libby German alive is speaking exclusively to News Nation. Do you remember those pictures of the girls? Uh, they were everywhere five years ago and every year since out of Delphi, Indiana. Uh, they went missing and then were found murdered in 2017. But now, more than five years later, 
Their alleged killer, 50-year-old Richard Allen, has been formally charged and is being held without bond. Our Kelly Beeson is live right now in Delphi after speaking to one of the victim's sisters again in a News Nation exclusive. Kelly, good morning. Well, good morning, Adrian. Yes, and these updates, so incredibly difficult, not only for the families, of course, but so many here in Delphi. We did speak with Kelsey, Libby's sister. She is remaining incredibly strong and steadfast. She's asking the community for tips so authorities can continue to build their case. But the arrest of Richard M. Allen of Delphi on two counts of murder. It's not any feelings we were expecting to feel. We were expecting to be excited and jumping for joy, but it is Kelsey German, Libby's sister. Hard memories that we now have to work through again. Police say 50-year-old Richard Allen of Delphi is now in custody, charged with two counts of murder and being held without bond. His home was searched last week with investigators digging up his fire pit and towing a vehicle. They're tight-lipped about what, if any, evidence was found. The probable cause affidavit for Allen's arrest and subsequent charges is temporarily sealed. Although it's unclear how long Allen may have been on law enforcement's radar, he's never been named publicly as a figure in the investigation. Our sources have confirmed that Allen worked at a local CVS. It was a shock to us that it was someone in our community and... Um, It was hard to work through. Authorities again asking the community for patience and tips. Kelsey says she's now preparing to face Allen in court. My feelings are in a million directions, but I am looking forward to figuring out what that letter will say and what those words will be. And shockingly, Adrian, we are learning that it was likely Alan who printed funeral photos for both Libby and Abby. Adrian. So disturbing. Kelly, thank you so much. All right. So I got more information from a forensic psychologist. I got a direct... Her grandparents talking. Let me play that for you. To kind of just reiterate really what what Doug had alluded to as well is I really do appreciate the media. Some of you I've come to know or we've come to know over the last five and a half years and you've really been uh, very helpful to us and keeping the names out there, keeping this case alive. Very appreciative of that. And while this is another chapter in this in this whole story that uh, in our lives that, that we're going through right now uh, I want to make sure that we continue that right the, the next chapter is is now we're on to the prosecution side right and let's keep that keep that open out there keep that flowing keep the information coming in I want to make sure we get as much information for the investigators and specifically the prosecutor um, at, you know specifically at this time moving forward so with all your guys' help, we keep the information out there and keep keep the girl's name out there. And again, any information pertaining to anything with this case, you know, obviously with, with, with the person arrested, but anything at all, you know, please call that in. Please turn those tips in because again, uh, this is sure Libby that German's grandparents family, right, is keep it out there asking for help. 
and, and you guys carry that message back out there for us, and we are so appreciative of that. But uh, let's stay on top of that and keep pushing forward because we got another hill to climb, and we're going to get to the top of it. We certainly are. Mike, how do you feel that the suspect could, could be a neighbor, could be somebody you've known? Well, Doug Carter said that early on, if you recall. He yeah. said he's uh, hiding in plain sight. And, and that's the case. Um, didn't know the, I don't know the, the, the gentleman personally at all, you know. So I've probably seen him, but you know it's a small county, you know. But uh, definitely don't I don't know him. What How does it your feel? heart, sir, when the last couple of weeks when you heard of a suspect and now an arrest? And you tell me it's been so long. It's uh, somewhat bittersweet, you know, knowing that. Uh, while it allows us to move to the next turn or the next chapter, um, we still got a big. We, now we got a big mountain ahead of us, and, and we're going to stay after it. I've never give. We haven't ever given up, and, and you guys haven't given up on us, and we're going to keep pushing uh, all the way. All there's, the way. A, there's a lot of information that can't be shared, obviously, at this time. Mm -hmm. So why is it important to continue and continue with the integrity of the investigation? I want to make sure that we have everything we possibly need and more. I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Becky, how are you doing? Do you have anything that you want to add? Sorry, I'm not talking about uh, Hi. Um, what, what went through your heart when you heard? They told you on Friday, correct? Is that what they um, Well, we were called in on Wednesday and told that they had detained somebody. So we've had a little, a couple more days to, uh, to uh, process this. Um, I don't feel like I thought I would. I've always said that I would be screaming on the rooftops, but we're not. It's, it's sad. Um, while there's somebody that's been arrested, there is, you know, our, our lives, our lives for five and a half years have been in a search, search mode. And that's what we've done. And I, you get up and it's like, oh. We're not doing that anymore, so we're all just kind of feeling our way and figuring out what our purpose is now. Sorry. What do we do next? How do we help? That's what we want to know is how, how do we help now to uh, make sure we have the right person, to make sure there's a conviction, to, to come to a total final resolution. Ma'am, are you all somebody fearful else that involved? someone else was involved in this that is still at large? That, that, that's certainly a, a possibility, and that's why I, that's why we're keeping it open out there, right? That's why the investigators answered that question as well, as the tip line remains open. So any information pertaining to this case, that's certainly, they, I want to get that to the investigative team and let them vet that out. You're fearful that that person or those people I'm might not, have I'm had not. a role in, in the actual crime itself. I don't know any of that information. What you're asking. You think there's anybody in this town that knew about this and kept their mouth shut? I don't know. That would be speculation, really. I mean, what do you think? It's a small town. Sure is. A lot of people who know each other. Yeah, I'll save those words when I see him face to face. Hey, Mike. Hey, any, uh, sorry, we got here. Any, um, I guess how's it feel to know that this guy, nationwide search, this guy was found down the street from where you guys have frequented and gone before? Um, well, it's not an area that I really frequent, but, I mean, your point is, is, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, 
That's why we said never stop searching anywhere, because we didn't know where he was. And like I said, Doug Carter had made mention of that, is he could be living right amongst us, hiding in plain sight. And that's, that's what came. Tell me just Mike, how you're feeling. Do you have anything to say to Richard Allen? No, I'll save that for when I see him face to face. Sir, what went through your heart and your mind when those charges were read? Um, it was a uh, kind of bittersweet. You know, it's. Uh, I just know that there's another job, another hill for us to climb ahead of us. But we're up for the challenge. And we're going to keep after it. We're not going to stop. Why is it important to keep the tip line alive at this point? Because I want every stone unturned, every bit of information that's out there pertaining to this case. I want the investigative team to have that information. How confident are you that the police have their man? Uh, that's that's what the courts will decide, right? But I'm, I'm confident. I've Wait. always had confidence in the, in the investigative team. What Do keeps you, you hopeful? Yes, I'm hopeful. What, what keeps you hopeful? <laughs> Uh, the, the faith and, and the strength of our family and uh, the fact of the I know how hard the investigative team has worked and, and they're non-stop who asked that? Uh, yeah. Who asked that? Oh, I, just, I, I wanted to speak about your faith because I know it was important to you. If it were your child, would you have an option not to be hopeful? No, absolutely not. That's why we're hopeful. Of course. Can I just ask you one question? Maybe you can put a rumor to rest or something. There's a, there's a report going around right now that this Mr. Allen actually processed some photos for the family at the CVS. Do you know if that's accurate? That is accurate. Okay, and that he didn't charge the family when they came in to claim the photos? That is correct. Okay, and you you know that. Talk about. Um... And that, that is, that's it. It's cut off there. So sad. I don't think that as a parent and something like that has happens to your children or grandparents these are the your grandkids and you've you've known these children and you've seen them grow up and especially you know they become 13 14 years old and then they're murdered by a monster I feel empathy towards this family but I can't really understand their pain because I don't believe there's words to describe it I don't believe there is. We're looking at these things and and I think it's important to talk about these things so you realize how bad things can be. Know where your kids are. Make sure that your children are wary of strangers. Now, there's different investigation techniques that can be, be used. With every video created, there's a, there's an IP address, and they could get the time and the exact date. They can also get location. They can get, they see that video of him, and they think it's that suspect. They can see where Mr. Allen's cell phone was pinging at the time, whether it was moving, where, where, whether it was not moving, whether it was on, whether it was off. There's a lot of different things. All right, let's see what else I have. 
some of this is kind of hard to take in. Yeah, funeral photos. All right. So here I have a forensic psychologist. She's going to discuss the Delphi murders. And here we go. But this one is. Hold on. All right. It's forensic psychologist right here. among them uh, now charged in their murders um, had to have been looking over his back constantly yet we hear that he worked in a CVS convenience store and there was a photo of the suspect the sketch behind him at one point in a photograph that was taken of him um, I don't know how somebody like that lives under the radar um, help explain to me the mindset of, of a killer um, living in a community where they have carried out allegedly this this heinous act well, if, if it is the person, the, the suspect that they have under arrest right now, he was married, so he would have had to have secrets, um, had a secret fantasy life. He he kind of looks pretty ordinary, so even if he right now looks, we can, we can look at those drawings and think, oh, he does have some resemblance to them. A lot of people do. I, I, I don't think that they're that out of the ordinary. There's nothing that really stands out about them. So I don't see him as being particularly concerned if no one came for him the first few weeks. I think that he would have believed he got away with this. He might be narcissistic. He might have that feeling of immunity that I'm too smart for this. Or he might be just not smart enough to realize that he was at risk. They did talk about the person probably living in the community as he did. Um, I, I think it, until we know more about him, it's hard to say. But clearly, he had a secret life. He knew the area. He was comfortable with handling bodies. Whether that means he's done this before in some capacity or he fantasized in such detail that he, he, he certainly believed no one was going to find him while he was in the act. And that means that he really scoped out the area to find a place that he thought would be protected. Well, and and living right under investigators' noses, you wonder how long um, those in charge of solving this case uh, knew of him, were watching him, and were very careful about um, his own. So how does somebody like this hide in the community? Let me submit this to you. The easiest person there is to con is yourself. Have you ever lied to yourself and convinced yourself of things that aren't true? You do it all the time. And it's really easy to do. You can mistake things that people say, jump to conclusions. And usually it's always bad conclusions. No one ever jumps to the conclusion of, oh, they meant that in a positive way. You lie to yourself, you convince yourself of something. I say this because if the easiest person there is to con is yourself because you're that close, let me submit this to you. It's easier for you to con people that are close to you too because they, people that like you have a veil, almost like a rose-tinted glasses. They don't want to believe that this person that they like would do something bad. So they actually see negative things and they do brush that off. They think, oh, well, they meant well by that. So, is it far? Is it a far removal to think that this guy could hide in a community of people that were comfortable with him? 
I don't think it is, but I have uh, some information about this. Ah, this is a local bar owner that has something to say about this. We're able to see and when appropriately hear him. Let me see. Police making an arrest in connection to the 2017 murders of two teenage girls in the woods of northern Indiana. Here's Fox's Alexis McAdams. A major breakthrough in the Delphi double murder investigation. Two teen girls killed out in the woods outside of the small town in northern Indiana more than five years ago. Indiana State Police arrested a local man for the murders, 50-year-old Richard Allen. Allen is suspected of killing 14-year-old Libby German and 13-year-old Abby Williams. I am proud to report to you that today, actually last Friday... This isn't the video we already played, but now I can tell that this was, that this was a package that they sold to these different companies. Let me read it to you. So an Indiana bar owners revealed that the suspect arrested in the Delphi murders of the two teen girls was a patron of his tavern who would sit just inches away from a police sketch of the wanted killer. Bob Matlock, the owner of the now shutter JC's bar and grill said that Richard Matthew Allen and his wife were regular customers who would often talk about the 2017 killings, a 14 year old Liberty short for Libby her, it was shortened to Libby is what they call her German and 13 year old Abigail Abby Williams he would come in and we would always talk about the girls and everything we would carry on conversations about it he would say you know it's such a tragedy and we'd say we felt sorry for the families and all that Alan a 50 year old man married dad of two and a CVS technician was taken into custody Friday and charged with two counts of murder for the mysterious slayings in Delphi. The girls' bodies were found near a hiking trail on February 14th, 20, uh, February 14th, 2017, a day after they went missing while going for a walk. Wow. He would come into this bar, him and his wife, and talk about the murders. I wonder if he talked to his wife about the murders at home. Oh, it's such a tragedy. I bet that guy, that Logan guy, I bet he did it. They didn't arrest the wife. You know what that tells me? It tells me that they probably did ping his phone and knew where he, his location was and they knew where her location was so she wasn't with him anywhere around the time that these bodies were being disposed of and dispatched. That's what that tells me. Wow. If you guys have anything you'd like to add... About the story, you'd like to talk with me about what you think. 
you can call and leave a voicemail message. The number is 325-261-0892. Again, that is 325-261-0892. If you'd like to email me, the email address is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. That is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. Now, I want to have a conversation with you about this. I really do. I want to know. I want to know your opinion. You know, this is one that's coming to a close. There's a lot of others of cases that aren't, and they still have an upward battle when it comes to the court case. The phone number again, that is 325 So moving along, let me tell you about my quest to get decaffeinated. I haven't drank coffee now in two weeks. I started on my days off from my main job. There's several, there's several different things I do. Some I can't talk about. And um, the first two days were the worst. I felt lethargic. I took naps. There were headaches. Now, the headaches, which have finally cleared today, thank God, literally praise God for that, in the mornings, that I would have the headache and then in the afternoon I would take headache Tylenol maximum strength for headaches in the morning and at night about 7 7 a.m. 7 p.m. and that worked very well but I've noticed a lot of side effects from stopping drinking coffee now when I'm talking about coffee I'm not talking about a little bit I'm talking about three pots a day a lot well I'm going to go over some highlights from this article. 20 harmful effects of caffeine. All right, number one, more than four cups of coffee linked to an early death. This is from the Mayo Clinic. This is from a study they did. And men who drank more than four eight-ounce cups of coffee had a 21% increase in all-cause mortality. However, those that reported that they consumed excessive amounts of caffeine were also likely to smoke and have poor fitness. Another study showed that those who consumed six or more cups of coffee per day, six is one pot, one pot, have a greater risk of developing heart disease. Another study concluded that those that consume more than six cups of coffee are prone to poor health and possibly an earlier death and poor quality of life due to those diseases. Let's see. I did not have any of those. Caffeine consumption may raise blood pressure. And again, these are... That is, uh, people with hypertension were given 250 milligrams of caffeine... And the data revealed that their blood pressure was elevated two to three hours after the caffeine. There's a study that found similar similar results from a 160 milligram dose. These are uh, 106, that's one cup. All participants experienced a marked raise in blood pressure. 
increased risk of heart attacks among young adults. Um, for those of you that don't know, Steg Larson, he's the one that wrote the the girl with the tattoo series, the girl with the dragon tattoo. He was a smoker and a drinker, and he he died at a very young age and wasn't able to complete his novels. A study conducted by Dr. Luco Mose found that young adults who were diagnosed with mild hypertension had four times the risk of having a heart attack if they consumed the amount of caffeine equivalent to four cups of coffee. More moderate consumption showed three times the risk. Wow. Caffeine linked to gout attacks. Gout is something I've been attacked with before. The study showed that people who binge on caffeinated beverages increase the risk for gout flare-up. Breast tissue cysts in women. Caffeine could cause incontinence. I think we all knew that. Caffeine may cause insomnia. Yes. Yes. Although, getting off caffeine, it, I'll talk about what my, my side effects we're on number eight. Caffeine can cause indigestion. Yes, I've had. I've been having to take Prilosec for years now. And then we're just talking. I, mean, I was drinking straight black coffee with no sugar. Caffeine can cause headaches. While occasional doses of caffeine can relieve headache symptoms, the overuse of caffeine can cause headache and lead to migraines. Um, caffeine, headache, well, the complete cessation of caffeine sure gave me some headaches but we're going to talk about this caffeine could reduce fertility in women oh my goodness by 27 percent caffeine and miscarriage risks oh my lord in recent study both men and women who consumed at least two caffeinated beverages a day during the weeks prior to conception slightly increased the risks of miscarriage oh by the way my wife is decaffeinating with me Today is the first day in these two weeks that I did not need to take headache medication. And I was really wondering if I was going to get addicted to the caffeine in the pills, but I guess not. It was just my soul getting cleansed of the caffeine. Caffeine may not be healthy for type 2 diabetes. Caffeine overdose, when while overdose is rare, it can lead to many adverse symptoms, including death, especially in those with underlying medical conditions. Some have a lower tolerance for caffeine than others. Caffeine allergies. Some people have oversensitivity to the caffeine molecule, which causes allergic-like reactions in the body, such as highs and pain. Hmm. Caffeine causes more forceful heart contractions. I was having problems with irregular heart palpitations. And I've, but I've stopped having those prior to cessation from caffeine. Worst menopause symptoms. A recent study in the Journal of North American Menopause Society showed that menopause, menopausal women who consume caffeine had a greater degree of vasomotor symptoms. Or number 17, caffeine consumption can lead to increased anxiety, depression, and the need for anxiety medication. Yes, this is the main thing. If you guys have been with me for a while, you know I'm a veteran and 
sometimes I would have PTSD, rare, rare, on rare, very rare occasions I'd have PTSD attacks. And I, I directly think that the over-caffeination would, this, if it was exacerbated by this, um, I stuttered right there because it just went into my mind how much coffee I was drinking. We're talking about at home, or especially working on projects, I would probably do about a box of coffee pods, the strong ones. We're talking Starbucks, Pike's Peak. And we're talking about 20 pods in two days. I mean, so 10, 10 cups a day of that. Yeah. This is strong coffee. So I noticed right away that my anxiety went down to nil. I've been upbeat. I wake up happy. I wake up energized, excited. I have mental clarity. I can think faster. I can realize, you know, hey, I'm a dumbass. You know what I mean? I can think quickly. It doesn't make you a genius. So, yes, I've noticed these things. Now, I go to bed. Okay, let me finish these, actually. I'll tell you more more about me, more about me later. I, I Believe it or not, I don't like talking about myself, but I do like, I'll give the information I have, the experience, the first-hand accounts I have about these subjects. Caffeine increases the number of sugary, 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 the number of sugary beverages consumed by people which contribute to obesity and diabetes. I drink mine black. But this is caffeine, sugary beverages. This isn't only about coffee. This is about caffeine. So energy drinks are even worse than black coffee, by the way. And I've seen really obese people pounding these these drinks. And there was this one place I worked at. It was a factory. It was a Japanese car manufacturing facility, electronics in the cars and... uh Man, there were people that were working, and these were just, you know, small shifts, eight-hour shifts or whatever, and they would drink four or five energy drinks. And a couple times, there would be men that were having heart attacks from it. They were having chest pains, and they had to call the ambulance to come get these guys. So when I'm talking about get off caffeine, I'm also talking about energy drinks. Caffeine inhibits collagen production in the skin. This effect is dose-dependent, but really heavy caffeine consumers should be aware. I had a friend. Her name was Linda. And she never drank water. She never drank anything but Coca-Cola. And um, she was, at the time, this was many years ago, she was 21, and her skin looked like the skin of a 50-year-old just because of Coca-Cola. She'd never spent any time out in the sun. She was always in. But she had wrinkles that she shouldn't have had. And I, I swear if she would have just dropped, if she dropped the the Cokes and went straight to water, I think that would have cleared up. Caffeine inhibit, caffeine interferes with ossification. could also lead to greater risk of bone, fra- bone fractures. I thought this too. I thought I read about this in a medical journal one time. It's dose dependent, but heavy caffeine consumers should take note. 
So ossification is the process of your body to make. I'm trying to remember what kind of salts. It's a salt that keeps your bones strong. And um, I heard that caffeine, heavy caffeine drinking, will help not help. It takes the calcium and leaches the calcium out of your bones. Especially if you're a woman, it gives you a problem with menopause. And so it's a chemical that is leaching the calcium from your bones like babies. When you're a woman and you're pregnant, if you don't have the proper nutrition, that's why prenatal vitamins are so important. The baby inside of you will leach the calcium from your bones and give you osteoporosis. Also, if you're a high caffeine drinker, is worse and it'll help give you osteoporosis which is actually osteoporosis means your bones are getting brittle caffeine does not help with prolonged sleep deprivation let me read this one this can lead to a false sense of security for those that have been sleep deprived for multiple days in a row and chose and choose to get behind the wheel or do some other focus required task thinking that as long as they have caffeine, they'll be able to perform. Researchers from the American Academy of Sleep Medicine come to this conclusion after studying caffeine's effect on their sleep-deprived suspect subjects. Caffeine does not help with prolonged sleep deprivation. Caffeine may impair hearing loss recovery. Caffeine increases vascular pressure when coupled with exercise. Interocular pressure, there's a difference. Caffeine increases interocular pressure when coupled with exercise. Oh, my Lord. There's, there's exercise drinks that specifically have caffeine in it just to make people be able to perform more. So this is coupling it with exercise, and it would put that interocular pressure. This is pressure in your eyeballs and if you have a high interocular pressure it can press on nerves in your eye so you can get high interocular pressure it will press against one of your your what do you call that? My mind went blank. Nerves in the back of your eye. And especially with high blood pressure. That's another thing that could happen. It's called AV nicking. Caffeine reduces brain's gray matter. Oh my Lord. In a small study, researchers discovered that caffeine reduces gray matter. Volumes in the brain of those that consume caffeine. It is unclear if this causes any impairment. Wow, it would have to. Gray matter is a fatty material that your brain is made out of. I also believe that consuming animal fat increases brain matter. Brain's gray matter. If you're experiencing any telltale signs of the risk above, then it's time to start cutting back. Otherwise, it's just a matter of time. Yeah, so this is a part of uh, a research I'm doing for a book I'm writing called 100 Days. And I'm probably, I'm going to stay off caffeine. And what the book is about is 100 Days to Change Your Life. It's time to stop 
reflect, look at things that you need to change in your life and move forward positively and kickstart your life in 100 days, you know. When you first start a job, you get that 90-day evaluation. This is kind of about like that. You're set up your plan ahead of time, and then you jump forward with your 100-day dedicated to these thoughts and ideas. Kind of like It's kind of like a concept car idea. A concept car, you have everything amazing, and you put it in there exactly how you want. Then reality strikes, and you're like, well, we don't have the budget for all this. We can't do all this, so we're going to keep a few of these ideas. That is the 100 days idea. And at the end of 90 days, you take those things and you evaluate what you're going to keep and what you're going to take away in those last 10 days. So I'll talk to you about this more. I'm going to be talking about this as a broadcast daily. And I am making this, trying to make this a daily thing. I might miss a day every now and then, but that's okay. I'm going to, as soon as I can knock the schedule out, I'm going to have that up there for you so you guys can know when to join me live because we are broadcasting live right now on midnightrad.io. I'd love to have a conversation with you. The phone number is 325-261-0592. It helps if I give you the right number, 325-261-0892. My email address is midnightrad.io. 101 at gmail.com. That is midnightrad.io101 at gmail.com. Links are in the show notes. Now I want to tell you about a little bit about the computer AI. So as you guys know, I'm a writer. You probably are wondering, well, what do you write, Jerry? Well, there's articles on the website, midnightrad.io, but I don't have my main writing there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a story, one of my stories, a short story rather. It's called The Haunted Pussycat. And I'm going to have computer AI do a movie about it. So it's going to completely generate the artwork based on the story as I read it to you. I've seen some of these before and they were really dark. And this is a horror story. So, it should be interesting what we come up with, don't you think? Do you think that computer AI that's completely let alone to do its own creative endeavors is somehow a link to the next realm? That maybe there's some kind of evil spirits or demons in the second plane that are given permission to control the footage that we see? Maybe this is a case. Maybe it isn't. We're going to look into it. This is very, very fascinating. Don't you think so? Surely you think so. Hey, I'd like to thank you for joining me. I'm going to give you the phone number again. I'm going to get some more sound effects in here. I need a sound effect of a cricket. I do have some sound effects, ladies and gentlemen. Phone number 325 862 
can leave me a comment or question. I'll play it on the show up to three minutes. What did, what's your input on the Delphi murders? We're going to continue to follow the story. Every new thing that comes up, I'm going to tell you right here. Hey, did I tell you about lucid dreaming? I didn't. Hold on a second. So there's a new trend on TikTok right now. I want to get this out to you. It's not just on TikTok. It's also on Reddit. And this is fascinating. To me, this goes into the AI uh, computer generating the pictures and the videos and everything. Well, this is different. What people are doing... Okay, first of all, let me tell you what lucid dreaming is. Everybody's had dreams. Lucid dreaming is if you realize you're in a dream and you can control what happens in your dream. You know, Say you're in a dream you're like, oh, well, I know I'm dreaming. Cool, I'm going to fly like Superman. This is something I've been able to do since I was a little kid. One of the things I would do... Well, this is how it started for me. Uh, whenever a dream got kind of scary, sometimes I would see my mother a lot of times in my dream. And I would ask her, I go, mom, is this a dream or not? And she would say, yes. And then I knew it was okay. I didn't have to worry. Because in my mom, in my mind, my mother was an ultimate honest person that I could always believe. So I'd ask her and then, then I would know it's a dream and then I would have fun doing whatever it is I couldn't do, like flying like Superman or something. But lucid dreaming takes kind of a negative connotation when they found out that a bunch of school shooters were into lucid dreaming and a lot of people equate it to astral projection so there's different aspects of lucid dreaming it's not just the way i did knowing that i was dreaming so i could control some aspects of it and knew i didn't have to be scared some people use it oh i'm lucid dreaming or i'm dreaming and i can control it i'm going to dream that i'm going to go to this girl's house that i know and see what she's doing while I'm asleep in my dream. And some people claim that this is a form of of um, astral projection. So a book I'm reading right now is Ruin of Souls by Joni Mahan. And it's talking about a shaman, Mark Roba, Robasaw. And he has a story about when he was a kid, a boy, 12 years old or something, or a teenager. And he, he had this dream and he wanted to go to this girl's house in his dream. And he did. And he was seeing her sleeping or whatever. And then the next day she came up to him and commented about the dream she had that he was doing that, basically. So this is very interesting. Let me tell you what this is so this new trend is in your dream to ask one of the characters in your dream i asked my mother if it was really a dream so example if i was sleeping instead of asking my mother it's a dream for me to ask her what is the exact time and date they say whenever they do that really dark things happen i got some examples for you this is from I'm going to read some of these for you off of Reddit. I realized I was in a dream when talking to someone, so I asked them what time it was, and everything went kind of dark with no color, like a very dark shade coating everything. I could only kind of see the person's eyes still. They were slightly brighter for some reason, 
If I wasn't preparing for something really weird, I wouldn't have been scared. For some reason, one of them picked me up on his back in the darkness and started to run away with me, but I woke up. Before I asked, they looked like people. I was talking to sweet kid with ginger hair and freckles. When I realized and asked the time, it was like his costume of his character disappeared and he turned grayish with no real features except the eyes. I didn't feel like he was mad at me for seeing, but it felt like I was supposed, like I wasn't supposed to know. Here's another one. I had a lucid dream last night. I asked the time. The first response I got was from a dark skinned boy with a stone glare. He looked me dead in my eyes and said, the time doesn't matter. He kept walking. Wasn't satisfied with that. Asked the next group I see. The first person said 32, then the person beside interjected, nah, nah, it's 26. Both of them laughing as they said it. Didn't think anything of it till I woke up and realized they were referring to my age. This is, there's, there's hundreds here. I'm going to read one more for you. I'm going to put a link to this in the podcasting show notes. So if you're listening to the broadcast, then you're going to have to go to the podcast available in all the major podcasting apps. This is from Equivalent Corner. Don't recommend. I asked in a lucid dream last night. While in a car full of people, they all turned around and looked at me, and it was like a glitch. They then drove the car into a tree, and it went black after that. I'm going to read one more. I can't help it. I just did that last night. Since I've been starting to lucid dream for the first time and remembered about asking what time it was, so I went up to the person and said, what time is it? Everything became quiet for a second. Then the person's eyes became all black. It started saying, it is approximately 10.31 p.m. and other things I forgot. And then I woke up. I'm now wondering if something will happen at 10.31 p.m. Since people say not to ignore dreams, so I have no idea what it means, but it was kind of creepy, especially since it was day when I asked what time it was. Again, you guys can read this yourself. This lucid dreaming is fascinating. I suggest you try it. I'm going to try it. It's the exact time and date. Thank you for tuning in. This is Midnight Radio. I'm Jerry Adams. I'll see you next time. God bless.